three, a ruko and, and a fire stick. Also, those that are here in the house, we love you guys, and we're glad you're with us this morning. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. And if you're here for your first time, we love to connect with you in our connect corner at the service. The doors are open, and we have an awesome couple that will meet with you. We'd love to meet with you, uh, pray with you. We also have a gift for you. And then also, if you have nowhere to fellowship, please, here's, here's, our house is open. We love you, and we love to connect with you. Amen. Come on, give God one more great clap offering. Amen. We, we had an awesome new year. We had an awesome uh, worship service on Wednesday. Come on. Amen. Just God just moved. God spoke. Uh, I, I want to talk about in the next few weeks, a message, a series the Lord gave me called Eat and Share the Gospel. Someone say eat and share the gospel. A, a lot of us were used to eating the gospel, but not sharing the gospel. A lot of the, the, the church, the Western church, the, 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 the church in, in the United States and the church in, in, in America have become so informational that we don't know how to, be, to apply what we've learned. And so I want to begin to grab a hold of this today is let's not just eat the gospel, let's share the gospel. Somebody say, let's, let's break bread. Let's break bread. Let's break bread. Let's talk about the gospel. Let's share the gospel. Let's tell others about Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen? amen? God is not just preparing you just for you. He's preparing you for others. You didn't just get saved for you. You got saved for others. Someone say others. Others. So God wants to use you. I remember when I, before I even got saved, there was people ministering to me when I was a teenager. I didn't want to hear it, but there were seeds being planted. They were sharing. Someone say sharing. They were sharing the gospel. They were sharing the word. They were sharing the things of God. A lot of people tell me, Pastor, well, I don't know how to evangelize. I don't know. We're going to talk about a few things throughout this month to help you understand the different type of evangelism, the different type of sharing your word, sharing the gospel, and sharing the things of God. Can someone say Amen. You know, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30, it says, this, be part of that chapter, that scripture says, he who wins souls is what? Wise. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your anointing that's already in this house. We thank you for the people that are here and those that are listening up. I pray, Lord, that you would continue speaking to us. That you will continue moving in our hearts and, and moving in our lives, oh God. Not only are we enriching ourselves, but we want to enrich others, Father God. Not only are we getting better, but we want to better others, oh God. Not only are we, Father God, to come into a different place in our life. We want to share the gospel for others to come in a different place in their life. Father God, spark that fire, that passion, that hunger like never before, Father. In the name of Jesus. And everybody says, amen. amen. Come on, give the Lord a clap offering, amen. Church, it's important that you understand evangelism. There's the church, there's churches now don't know how to evangelize. They, they don't know how to share the gospel. 90% of the churches come to eat and only 10, 10 go to share. Do you remember the, the, the 10 lepers that came to Jesus? They, they came to Jesus and they all came to Jesus and, and, and 90 did not come back, but one came back to thank him. And sometimes we got to remember God wants to use us to share his word. 
Amen? And, and so I love what the scripture says, is that he who wins souls is what? Lies. And in other words, we're not here to, to, to drive the word of God down their throat. Come on, somebody. We're not here to, to, to sit here and shoot them with a slingshot. There's, there's certain ways that you can share the gospel so easy that they didn't even know they got hit by it. But we're used to, to tradition and used to these things that sometimes we think that we got to rip their jaw open and stuff it down their throat. Everybody you know what I'm talking about? Praise the Lord. Some of you, that's how you got saved. You were choking on Jesus loves you. They were choking on it. Jesus is the answer. If he is, why am I dying? <laughs> you, know, that, you know what I've learned? That people are in different seasons. People are in different seasons of their life. And because they're in different seasons, when you share the gospel, it, it, it seems like it's not doing nothing. And sometimes we think we need a formula to share the gospel. Everybody's going to be different. Sharing to your family member will be different the way you share to a friend. The way you share to a friend might be different the way you share it to a coworker. A coworker, the way you share it to a coworker might be different the way you share it to a stranger. Are, are you guys with me? Because sometimes family, you have no restraint, so you, you just don't care. You're like, da, 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 da. Everybody know what I'm talking about? And then you got a friend, and you have a, you have, you have a little bit, sometimes you might be crazy or maybe a little more reserved. But then you got a coworker that you're sharing with them. You're not too rough, but you're just sharing with them, and they're catching it slowly, slowly, they're catching it. And then you have a stranger where, where it's different because it's someone you don't know, and so the approach is different. So it can't just be one formula for evangelism. You have to be open to say, God, I want to reach my loved ones. I want to reach my family. I want to reach my coworker, my classmates. I want to reach them for the gospel because I got reached. I'm no longer the same person I used to be. Somebody was wise enough to tell me that Jesus loved me. Somebody was bold enough to stand up for the gospel and tell me that I need Jesus. Someone was radical enough to believe that the gospel works. And if you reach somebody, their lives will be changed. See, we can't get discouraged because sometimes the season that they're in, they don't want to hear it. How many were in a season where they didn't want to hear it? Oh, I love it. I'm in the right place. In a season where, where you're sharing the gospel and they look at you like, next. Because the Bible talks about, about different grounds in the Bible in Matthew. Some are rocky, some are sand, some are, some are hard, different grounds, just relating to their heart. Sometimes you, you, you have a person where their heart is hard at that time. They don't want to hear nothing. There's some people, they don't care. You share something and it just falls to the ground. You might think that and the enemy will tell you that because there's no conversion. There's no repentance. They're like, they're listening to you like, yeah, yeah, sure, I don't want to hear. But the Bible says that the word of God does not come back what? Come on, somebody. It, 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 it may have not landed on good ground, but it sure weakened the door. It sure weakened them and you, you made a dent. 
And as you continue doing that, you're going to see that time is going to show that what you did did penetrate. And what you did made a difference because one plants, one waters, but God brings the what? But nothing can grow if nothing is planted. He says, how can they hear if we don't send them? If we don't go out and share the gospel, how can people know about the gospel? People need to hear the gospel. Your family members need to hear the gospel. Don't get discouraged. Tell your don't get discouraged. If you don't always see results. Man, I've been preaching to my family for years. And I'm telling them about Jesus loves them and God can change them and, you know, he loves you. Because the word evangelism simply means sharing the gospel. Good news. One who carries a message. Also, one who explains what the word is. So in, in, in the old, you see evangelism from them to now. He said, go, Timothy, go do the work of an evangelist. He was saying, go and reach people. And now when you hear the word evangelist, when someone's an evangelist, they go and preach to church, to church, to church. But in, in, in before, it was going and reaching people. It was reaching the lost. It was reaching the hurting. It was reaching those that were backslidden, reaching those that were sick. Come on, somebody. Going out in the byways, the highways, and letting them know about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Can someone say Amen. So we're just going to be doing an overall some stuff, then we'll get into some stuff throughout this month. But this is what I need you to understand. The enemy wants you to focus that nothing is going on. Your husband's not changing. Your wife is not changing. Your children are not changing. Your cousins, your coworkers, they're just throwing you off. Yeah, they are right now, but let me tell you when trouble comes, who do they call for prayer? When my mom would, would, would go, on a, go through something, the first thing she'd do, she would call me. She says, can I talk to Celeste? I'm like, what are they? Not even me, but my daughter. Because she prayed for me. Because they knew the power of prayer. How many people here have you told about the gospel and they even came to church, but they'll call you for prayer? Mm. You're doing more than you think. Don't stop. Someone say, don't stop. I, I told you Wednesday that, that there's some people that I've been working on, amen, five, six months, just calling and sharing with them. They don't text me back, but I know slowly, slowly, one day they're going to text me back and say, thank you. I'm becoming. I gave my life to the Lord. Even if they don't come to church, but they give their life to God and they plug in somewhere, as at least we reach people through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen? amen. This is what we need to understand. Why am I saying this? Because... Are we ready? Jesus is coming back. And the church has, has preaching a lot of how to be and survive in today's society without reminding them that Jesus is coming back. We've done series, I've done series, and I'm guilty of it, doing series on living a healthy life, series on God is the source. I've done series on a lot of different series, but also that's good, don't get me wrong, but also... To prepare you for back for the coming of Jesus Christ. Can somebody say amen? Also to be able to reach others that are lost, that are hurting, that are in a, in a bad place right now. Some people are suicidal. Some people are, are thinking right now, I'm going to commit to suicide. There's nobody here. And they need you to let them know that Jesus loves them. 
that there is a hope, that there is a way out. You don't have to live in depression. You don't have to cut yourself. You don't have to feel lost. You don't have to feel that no one loves you. There's a God that loves you that died on the cross and his name is Jesus Christ. So we have to be ready, church. We have to be ready for the coming of the Lord. We have to live like today is our last day. The church has been living like tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. We got to get back and to live as today is my last day. I haven't been sleeping for the last two weeks. Every night the Lord has kept me up just praying and praying and seeking his face and speaking to us. I said, God, give me a strategy. God, speak to me. What do you want me to do? Who do you want me to do? We opened up now prayer in the morning from eight to nine in the morning, Monday through Friday. If you, you're not working, you got a day off, come and pray with us. The church has lost the power of prayer. It's your communication with God. And we still have Monday night prayer that has not changed. We need to pray. We need to pray. We need to pray. I remember uh, a friend of mine telling me that, that, that they, had, they had a church of about five, ten thousand 10,000 people and they said we're going to have prayer night and only 20 people showed up because people don't pray no more. People don't understand the power of prayer. You know, we have prayer every Monday. We got people coming out. You know, the, all the leaders are not coming out that should be here, should be here. The workers should be here. Why? It's because this is corporate prayer. There's a time that we get together and we fight together and we build, amen, the, the kingdom of God in prayer. We have to let the challenges come to us and face the challenges in our lives. Not, not hide from the challenges. Amen? The best thing to do is to face the challenge and say, okay, Lord, I want to be a better man. I want to be a better woman. I want to do what God called me to do. Then to say, God, I want to do something for God. And then you get challenged with something and then you quiver in the corner. How many of that ever happened to anybody? Like, I want to do something for God. And then all of a sudden it comes to you. They're like, ay, ay, ay. This year people said, I want to do more for God. Okay, evangelism, ay, ay, ay. Tell us about Jesus, ay, ay, ay. I'm not qualified. I didn't go to Bible college. I, I didn't take a seminar. I didn't, I, I didn't take a class. Listen to me. That's all good and dandy. But let me tell you the simplicity. Share the good news of what God has done in your life. Some of you can reach people that I can never reach. Your neighbor can reach people you can never reach. Your other neighbor can reach people you can never reach. But if you and I reach people, we are emptying out the pits of hell. We are emptying out the lake of fire and we are filling up heaven with souls, with men and women that want to be used by God. Everybody with me? We have to understand there is no formula. They change. The mathematics change. Amen? And don't get discouraged again. Don't get discouraged. Listen to this. Now I can read my notes. Here it goes. Rather, it is a miracle of God's Holy Spirit that will use your words to penetrate others. You need to be God's mouthpiece. 
And the Holy Spirit's going to use you. And when you start talking to somebody and you don't know what to say, what does the Holy Spirit do? He's going to give you what you need to say. How many of you talked to somebody and you're talking to them and you don't even know what you're going to say? By the time you left, you're like, yeah, I was bad. I'll, yeah, I did it. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't know I had it in me. Because you, you didn't know what, how much God put in you and how much scripture was in you. But we, since we don't open up our mouths, God can't move. Some of you, some, some of you, man, you can preach. Some of you can teach. Some of you can evangelize. Some of you can talk. Some of you are some good talkers. Hello. You know. Again, some people respond to the gospel different. Some people are ready. Some are not ready. Just because they're not ready, it doesn't mean God didn't do something. You weren't ready years ago, but look at you now. My God, come on. I wasn't ready years ago, but look at me now. We've been pastoring for 18 years. Been saved 28 years. Man, that sounds weird saying that. But I wasn't ready then. They would come and tell me. My friends would come. My homeboys would come and knock on the door. Hey, come on. And, and I would be like, I don't want that's good for you and not for me. And not knowing that there were seeds being planted, that Jesus loves you, that God loves you, man. And, and he'd cry out to Jesus. He'd answer you. He'd hear your prayers. And I don't care what. And it was just, just simple ministering, simple things to me. That one day when I was sitting in my cell, I said, God, I heard about you. They told me about you. If you're real, get me out of this and I'll serve you. Didn't know what I was doing, but God knew what he was doing. God heard my cry because people were evangelizing me. People were reaching out to me. People were talking to me. People were sharing with me the gospel, the gospel of Jesus Christ. Again, you got to remember what I'm saying. People respond different. Some people are open. Ah, yes, I need it because they they're, are open. And you, they repent and they give their life to God. And they're right there, the seed is planted. And they're like, yes, yes. We want another one for the Lord. You get a, you get a, boop, a little diamond on your crown. Some of us, how would our crown look like with souls? Might look like a rubber band because we haven't did that much work. When we get to heaven, God's going to hand out crowns to all those who want people to the Lord. And well, look at what, what's, what's it's got to That's what I was saying. But we eat the gospel and 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 we, and we eat the gospel and we eat the gospel and we eat the gospel. God says now share the gospel. Come on, share with others at your job. Let them know Jesus loves them. Hey, God bless you. Just want to invite you to church. Hey, here's a flyer. Very simple, church. There's no... Formula, just hey, God bless you. Here's a flyer. Like to invite you to our church. Hey, here, God bless you. Simple like that. You don't even have to sit there and do anything else. But if you want to go further than that, hey, just want to let you know Jesus loves you. And that He died on the cross for you. For all your sins, for everything that you're going on in your life right now. Want to let you know whatever you're going through, He can help you. And you share something simple with them. You know, your testimony, how how you where you're at in your life and how God reached you and how God changed you. And he offered, Can I pray for you? 
And their openness will allow you to reach them. If they're hard and they don't want to hear, say, okay, well, just tell them I'll be praying for you. And then when you go home, you say, man, God, uh, the person that I prayed for, I forgot their name, but Lord, pray you touch them, God, and whatever they're going through right now, touch them, Lord. Bring them to you, Father. Because why? Because evangelism works and prayer works. Come on, somebody. You got to remember what I'm saying. Amen? How many are understanding what I'm saying? Again, someone say, be patient. Be patient. People are at different places, at different seasons. And so that's why he says, he who wins souls is what? Wise. Don't get frustrated. Don't get angry. Don't get mad. Don't blow it. Amen? We have a habit of getting mad and getting frustrated because I want to choke him. Ugh. I want to choke my son. He just don't listen. I want to choke my daughter. I want to choke my husband. I want to choke my wife. Oh, my God. My friends, my God, my coworker, my Lord, he's the devil. He's the devil. Every time I walk in, they'll be making fun of me. My sister, when I got saved, she tells me, oh, you, you, ain't, you ain't a Christian. You're the devil. And at first, when I first got saved 28 years ago, and I grabbed her, I said, you're lying. She proved the point. I had just got saved like a week. I didn't know what I was doing. And I, I reached out and my, my sister goes here now. My brother-in-law goes here now. They're both sitting in the back right there. Amen. It's a power to see the cousins and to see them come to the Lord. My mom, she gave her life to the Lord before she passed away. Amen. That's the power of God. My father, before he passed away, he gave his life to the Lord. Why? Because we, were, we evangelized my wife when I was reaching my father. I sat there, heroin addict all his life, man. And just, just crazy, sitting right there in his deathbed and, and he was dead. They said he was in a coma, he can't hear nothing. So my wife, when we were dating at that time, I was like 20, like 30 years ago. And so she got all the kids and she got all the kids and led the kids to the Lord. And I was in there and I said, devil, you're going to let him go. He is not going to hell today. I'll rebuke the devil. I rebuked that devil. He woke up. He started crying in his sleep. And I led him to the Lord right there in the coma where he was at. They said, he's not going to come out. He's not going to make it. He's, he's done. Well, the next day they call me. He says he's out of his coma. He's, he's listening to everything. He's, he, he, he might not know who you are. Soon as I walked in that room, he goes, Edgy, he knew exactly who I was. Like we, we talked to him. I, I led him to the Lord again. I talked to him about Jesus right there. And then he asked me, he goes, can you go get me an orange juice? And I said, yeah, I'll go back. Come on, baby, let's go. And he goes, no, no. He goes, he looked at my wife. He says, no, you stay because I know my son. He won't come back. To tell me he couldn't remember, he didn't comprehend, he knew, he, 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 it was all up there. But it's the power of prayer and evangelism. You're going to reach people in different, some will be reached in deathbed. Some will be reached in sicknesses. Some will be reached in tragedy. Some will be reached when everything is just going wrong with their life. Some will be reached when everything is fine. But the different times people are going to get reached. I don't know how you got reached. I don't know where you're at in your life. But thank God somebody told you about the gospel of Jesus Christ. Because somebody ate and somebody shared. Imagine if nobody would shared the gospel with you. Where would we be? I hear people telling me, they'll come to church here and they'll be like, I work with, I didn't know they were saved. I didn't know they were saved. And they work at the same place and they'll be like, oh man, you work, oh, they, they would be saying, oh man, I didn't know you work. I didn't know you wouldn't be saved. I go to that church. 
don't be afraid. The enemy is, the enemy right now, he's so, so evangelistic right now, so bad. Over the media, and on Disney, on TV, on commercials, he is there evangelizing his agenda. Are you, are you guys, are you, are you hearing what I'm saying? He's there preaching his, say, there's a satanic classes now in schools. One just opened in Wilmar. A satanic class for young kids in elementary. You don't hear me though. Oh, we're just teaching them about, oh, it's not the way you think. Yeah, they're preaching their gospel to the young. We got Disney with all these crazy stuff happening with satanic this and the devil's brother, the devil's son. I don't know, all this craziness. And there we are. Oh, it's just cartoons. Yeah, they're indoctrinating our children. I would tell my kids, you can't watch this and you can't watch this and you can't watch this and you can't watch I said, why? Because every time you watch it, you come out like a little devil. But see, they're evangelizing our children. YouTube is evangelizing your children. What you don't, if you don't watch what your kids are watching, you're going to find out later on what happened here. I'm guilty. We've been guilty. But we have always been on it, on it, on it. But sometimes you can't catch everything. But you're going to catch what you can. Because they can't get away from a praying mother and a praying father. If you're praying and you're seeking God... They can think they're going to get away, but when you feel that Spirit of God speak to you, hey, what's going on? You better respond. But if you think I'm lying, don't listen to me. I'm trying to, hallelujah. I haven't even got into my message yet, just laying this foundation. Be patient, the enemy is. The enemy was patient with you. He was on you since you were a kid, throwing junk at you, throwing stuff at you, getting hit with you, doing this, doing this, until he finally broke us. And we went into that evangelism and got caught up with all this weird stuff. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And all of a sudden, God steps in the picture. He says, no, this is my son. This is my daughter. Uh-uh. I have a different purpose for their life. That's why God needs you, church, to reach out to others. Reach out to others. Be not afraid, number one. Number two, be not ashamed. Be not afraid to share the gospel and be not what? Ashamed to share the gospel. He says, if you're ashamed of me, I want to be what? Don't be ashamed of the gospel. His power. Amen. Listen to this. Go to first Mark chapter one. Mark chapter one. Everybody okay? How many understanding what I'm saying? If we're going to eat, let us what? Let us share. If we're going to eat the gospel, let us share the gospel. Mark chapter 1, verse 17, reads like this. 
And Jesus said to them, follow me and I will make, and you will become fishers of what? Of men. Follow me and you will become fishers of men. This is the thing. He calls us to become fishers of men. So when Jesus called you, when Jesus saved you, church, he says, I'm saving you, but I'm also going to use you to help me reach others. Come on, somebody. I'm going to use you to help me reach. I'm not only going to feed you, but I'm going to teach you how to catch. Not only going to save you, but I'm also going to show you how to save others. Jesus looked at you and he says, my God, Joe, you can reach thousands. My God, Bobby, you can reach thousands. You got to hear what I'm saying. When he reached you and he called you, he seen full potential in you. Come on, somebody. He, 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 seen, full, he seen full potential in you. And, and this is what I love is that he, he, he came and got people less likely anybody wanted to use. Less likely an individual that can be used. It was a simple man, simple fisherman. And next, the Bible says there were untrained and what? Uneducated men. They got reached. They got used to reach others. So don't tell me you need a degree. Don't tell me you need to take a seminar. Don't tell me that, well, that's a calling. No, it's not a calling, it's a command. Oh, well, I'm not called to reach us. No, it's a command. Come on, somebody. It's not, and we don't have a choice because he says, when I called you and I caught you, now I'm gonna make you fishes of men. Amen. When Jesus went out and, and, and began to reach, he began to reach the multitudes, uh, uh, but he began to reach his disciples first. He was reaching people at a small group to affect the big groups. And some people think they need to reach the multitudes. No, little bit reads a lot of bit. And that, I don't know if that's in the right term, but it sounded good. It sounded good a bit. Remember, few fish, few loaves, fed a multitude. God can do a lot with simple people who want to be used by God. Everybody okay? So, so God calls and God trains us. That's the thing that we need to understand. That God calls us and he trains us. He trains us by us. We're coming to church. We get involved in classes. We get involved in the ministry. And there we are. We're growing. We're learning. We are evolving. We are becoming more. It's no longer the same person. We're a different man. We're a different woman. We've been changed by the blood of the lamb. Come on, somebody. We become different individuals. We see things different. We talk different. We act different. We stand out. We are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. We will not be hidden. And we go and we share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody, give the Lord a great clap offering. That's what Jesus was doing simply with the disciples. He reached them and he taught them. Get them the ready to reach others. Get, get, sending them out in twos to reach people. My God. It's a simple gospel. The gospel is simple. 
We make it too complicated. I'm not going to get into Greek. I'm not going to get into Hebrew. I'm not going to get into all that stuff. I want to just make it simple for you today to understand that God wants you to eat and share the gospel. Eat the gospel, share the gospel. Amen. Imagine if we could we would do that with our immediate family. Because you have an influence on them. You do that with your other family. Then you do that with your coworkers. Then you do that with your friends. You do that with strangers that you see. I always talk to strangers. I love talking to strangers. Hey, God bless you. They look at me like I'm crazy. Then I just sit there and start sharing the gospel with them. When I go up, my wife, my wife goes, you can talk to, I'll talk to an old lady, an old dude. I'll talk to somebody crazy, somebody square. I'll talk to anybody. I can do that. It's just, I'll just sit there, hey, what's up, man? Just start talking. By the time you know it, they, they, they know where the church is at. First, they know who Jesus is. First, they, they, I, get, I pray for them. And all of a sudden, they know where the church is at. And they'll come. I remember when my daughter broke her arm. We're in the hospital. And we're just sitting there talking. And some guy was over there, sitting there. And he was like, hey, what's up, bro? He was mad dogging. He was still a little puppy dog, but he was mad dogging. And I just ministered to him, talked to him and his wife. They got saved and they started coming for church for years until they moved to a different area. Now they go to a different church. But why? It's because I shared the gospel. A seed was planted. Simple. We make it too complicated. No, no, that's for you, Pastor. No, it's not for me. It's for all of us. That's just for the pastor and the leaders. No, it's for all of us. Someone say all of us. All of us. It's for all of us to share the good news. You have the good news. You have the goods. My God, you have the answer. Everybody's looking for a solution. You have the answer for the solution. People are hurting. You have. We go on. This is what I love through the gospel. And I'll be talking about training later. Calls and trains us. And look, the second thing he, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 19. Go to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew 28, verse 19 and 20 says these words. Verse 15, excuse me, I'm in, the, I'm in Mark, my bad, I'm sorry guys. I got all excited here. Same gospel, just different point of view, different perspective. There you go. Matthew 20 goes, and Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make what? Disciples of all the nation, baptize them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Teach them to observe all things that I may command you. Lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. My God. You know what he's doing here? He's reminding them of what he called them to do. Here's Jesus and he, he's reminding them of what he called them to do. God sometimes needs to remind us. Can someone say amen? Sometimes we forget that we need to reach people. Sometimes we forget that we gotta tell people about the good news. Sometimes we're just there at the buffet. 
God loves me. God's going to restore me. God's going to justify me. Oh, I'm the righteousness of God. Mm, 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 mm. Oh, the grace and the mercy. Mm, mm, mm. Oh, he's the source. Oh, mm, praise the Lord. Oh, let my light shine. Mm, mm. Oh, God's going to restore everything. Mm, 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 mm. And everybody else is starving out there. Everybody else is starving for a word from you. You don't know how many people really want to hear you. You might not think you have nothing to say. You have something to say. So he's reminding them to go and reach disciples and go and reach the lost and make them disciples. Not only go and, and get them saved and let them know about Christ, but also that they begin to be taught and learn that there's more to Christianity than salvation. Come on, somebody. There is more to Christianity to salvation. There is. There's much more. And God wants to use you to do more. Someone say do more. more. God wants to use you to do more. Listen to this. I'm almost done. I'm going to say this before I move on to my next one. The reason why people don't share the gospel. Because they're going through something. You're going through something and you feel like you're inadequate to say anything. Number two, you're in sin and the enemy continually reminds you that you're a sinner and how foolish are you to tell anybody. Number three, some people just don't, don't know how to do it. You don't know how to share the gospel. You don't even know what to say and how to start. Or some people are just embarrassed to mention the name Jesus to anybody because they've been trained. If you do it here, we'll fire you. If you do it here, this. If you do it this, do it this. And you're like, how traumatized. I can't say nothing. I can't even pray for my food. Haven't you noticed you go to a restaurant and, Father, in the name of Jesus. But everybody else that is drinking, ah! Laughing and, I, I, me and Pastor Ruben, we, were at a, we had a meeting, so we went to go eat at this, at this restaurant. I kid you not. We sit there, and I just started praying for the food. Yeah, I, you know, sometimes I get crazy sometimes. Father, in the name of Jesus, bless the food, Lord. And everybody's trying to mean, oh. In the name of Jesus, and touch everybody who's looking at me. Amen. <laughs> Why is because a table over... There was people having a golf tournament at that restaurant and they were drinking and pounding, getting crazy. And it wasn't, even a, it wasn't even a bar, it was a restaurant. But no one told them nothing. They were cussing and, and I'm looking at them and I said, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Holy Ghost power, touch them. Somebody say something. But no one said they were just, imagine us just doing that. They'd be like, oh my God, can you take that somewhere else? But that's what we live in now. But we have to be bold enough. The church needs to get back their boldness. Come on, the church needs to get back their boldness. And not be afraid to say, Father, in the name of Jesus, bless my food and those that are watching us. But the enemy tries to make us so shameful about who set us free. I'm not afraid. I'm not ashamed who set me free. I, I, I'm grateful that I'm not that same person I was. I'm not. I'm grateful. I, I am thankful. That God brought me out of where I am, where I was. 
I don't reminisce on my past, but I thank God I'm not there no more, but I remember what I came out of. Come on, somebody. And, and so, so Jesus was telling the disciples, you got to go and reach others. You got to remember where I pulled you out of. You got to remember where you're at. You got to remember the condition you're in, the place that you're in. Amen. Some of us, we're in a rough place. Some of us were in a hard place. Some of us was in a difficult time of your life. And God ministered to you because you, you were open. God spoke to you. And somebody was um, courageous enough to share with you. And you're here today. Come on, somebody. Give the Lord a great clap offering. May I ask you a question? How many here came to the Lord because somebody told you about Jesus? Come on, somebody. That, that's the power of God. Amen. That is the power of God. Uh, even if it was your mom or your family member who grew up in church, they told you about Jesus. That's majority of the church. More than 95% of the church, if not out of the 100% of the church. Somebody that grew up in church and backslid and came back, it's the same thing. Amen. So here we go. Last thing. Not only does he call us and train us and remind us that we must do, number three, he gives us the power to do it. Oh, man, you got more power than you think. Someone say amen. amen. Let, let's look at, there's, there's two scriptures that I can want to look at. First, let's look at number Luke chapter 10. No, excuse me, Luke chapter 11. Have it say amen. Hallelujah. Sorry, guys. I'm catching up. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Here we go. Here we go. I'm lying. It's Acts chapter 1. <laughs> Just want to make sure you guys are paying attention. Acts chapter 1. There we go. Acts chapter 1. I'll save the one for later. I got it. it wasn't even here, but I'll save it for later. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 says this. <laughs> but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And you shall be a witness to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And when now he had spoken these things while they were watching, he was taken up and the clouds received them out of their sight. Jesus comes, birth, comes out of the wilderness, empowered. He even comes out with the message God gave him in Luke chapter three, talks about the Lord has anointed him to preach the gospel. He talks about what God gave him to do to evangelize talk later about that and he gets into the wilderness and he comes out of it empowered by the Holy Ghost the power of God listen to this and he reaches disciples and he calls them and he reaches them and he saves them and delivers them and he says I'm not going to call you to be a deliverer or a reacher or an evangelist just like me then he teaches them 
he teaches them what he's doing. He's, he's living an example of how to preach, how to teach, where go, here go, do this, do this, do that. He's teaching them. And then while he's leaving, and he, already, he was already hung on the cross, ascended from heaven, he says, hey, man, don't forget to go and reach people. Listen to what I'm saying. Don't forget to go and reach people, man. Don't go for it, go make disciples. Don't, don't, come on, teach them and get them going. Like I did, come on, continue the process. And then right before he takes off to heaven, he says, hey, man, when I'm gone, you're going to receive the Holy Spirit and you're going to have power, so don't you tell me you can't do it. Come on, somebody. Don't you dare tell me you can't do it. He says, he says I'm going to fill you with the power of God. And then not only does he fill us with power, he gives us a strategy. The strategy is, is he says these words, the Spirit will come upon you and you shall be a witness in Jerusalem. There's Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the end of the earth. In other words, he says, I'm going to help you reach your local area and then the further areas and then the further areas, but I'm going to teach you this is what you need to do. Here is a strategy. Do what I did. Everywhere I went, I reached where I was at and then I went somewhere else and I reached where I was at and then I went somewhere else and I reached where I was at. He said, because why? Because you have the power to reach people. God saved you, he delivered you, he changed you, he empowered you, and he said, you can make a difference. You can be the mouthpiece of God. Use what God has given you. You're greater than you can think. Not only am I going to eat the gospel, I'm going to share the gospel. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering. Let's all stand, church. The church has gotten fat. Hallelujah. Not physical, spiritual. Man, the gospel can go around the world, I don't know how many times already. So much gospel out there, so much preaching, so much teaching, so many seminars and so many conferences and so many of this and so many of that. And the church still hasn't got it. It's a simple gospel. Reach others the way you got reached. Eat and share. Eat and share. Say with me, eat and share. Eat and share. Don't get stuck in your trial. Don't get stuck in your sin. Don't get stuck in not knowing what to do. Don't get stuck in shame. I just shared with you a lot of stuff that you can use as tools to help you. And if you didn't hear it, I'll go back and listen to it again. We have it on podcast. You can hear it on podcast. You have it on YouTube. Listen to it. Let it sharpen you. And throughout this month, we're going to talk about these things. We're going to talk about different stuff. Because we need to be a church that knows how to win people for the Lord. Come on, somebody. Who knows how to win people to the Lord. A lot of churches don't even know how to lead someone to God. It has changed throughout the years. The gospel remains the same. People have been changing things in the last days. The Bible talks about that. We're in the last days. Things are being changed. Things are being pulled out. People are not doing the same thing no more. So then we have a church that's losing its power. And it becomes a hangout. It becomes a place to... Uh, 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 becomes a, a what's that word I want to use like a hobby because the place is I want someone to come and you know kill some time 
That shouldn't be that. It shouldn't be that. Do you know that in uh, the Rose Bowl, that the reason why they never did the Rose Bowl on a Sunday morning was because they never want, they didn't want to interrupt the church services. Oh, listen, come on, somebody. That's why they don't have the Rose Bowl on a Sunday. What? The parade, the parade, excuse me, the parade. The parade, thank you, sweetheart. That's why she's there. Remind me. The parade, the parade, that's why they didn't have, that's why they didn't have it on, on a Sunday. That's why it was always on a Monday. Because they didn't want to interrupt, because when they did, they was having issues with the church. The church protested against it. There's a power when the church stands up, church. Come on. There's a power when the church stands up. I'm not telling you to go and be an activist. I'm just saying, you know, stand for righteousness. <laughs> That's on you if you want to praise the Lord. The church has been persecuted right now. The church, people are coming against it. The church does not have a time, does not have the time, church, does not have the time to play games. We need to reach our loved ones. Come on, we need to reach our loved ones. I'm gonna say one more thing and I'll be closing. Just because you told your, your family, your mom and dad, your brothers and sisters about Jesus and you don't tell them no more, shame on you, you need to stop that. You need to continue telling them. Every time you say, hey, mom, can I pray for you? Mom, you know, Jesus loves you. Dad, you know, I want to pray for you, man. You know, Jesus loves you. You ever know how much they want that even though they feel like they don't want it? They need to hear that. They need it. Every time I see little kids in their first time, oh, you come in and pray for you. Say this prayer. They look at me like I'm crazy. But I don't know. I took somebody's diamond and belonged to someone else. That's not one of mine. I love leading people to the Lord. I love leading people to the Lord. I love that, man. Can I pray for you? Come on, just can you say a simple prayer? Even at a funeral. Funerals, I, I hate to say, but funerals, I love funerals. Why? It's because it, the funerals are not for the dead. They're for the living. When my mom passed away, man, I, when my father passed away, I used that opportunity because, I mean, it was lines. It was packed outside. Every Dauphine gang member was there, and I just preached my life out. I stopped. Uh, uh, uh. And they looked at me like I was crazy. The priest was doing his rosary. I stopped him. Stop already. Come on. I'm like, I need to tell you about Jesus. And I just started Jesus, and, and I preached. People got saved. I said, come on, repeat this after me. And then the people said, said the service prayer, people got touched. Lives were changed. Lives were impacted to this day. You don't know how powerful you are. And I want you to remember that. The enemy tells you, you ain't got no power. <laughs> You're full of power. My God. You're full of the answers. There's more in you than you can imagine. Well, pastor, I've made a mistake. Welcome to the club. Pastor, well, I don't feel like I'm inadequate. Welcome to the club. Come on, somebody. Don't let the devil. When the devil tells you you're unworthy, just remind him he forgot about something. Oh, you, didn't, you forgot about this. I did this too, and I did this too. And this, and this. But I'm good now. Come on, somebody. But I'm good now. Come on. Don't let the devil throw the past to stop you. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Maybe you're here this morning saying, Pastor. This is my first time here. I don't know this Jesus that you're talking about. I don't know this Christ.
who died on the cross, who resurrected from the dead, who ascended to heaven. I don't know this man you're talking about. Somebody brought me, I came in with a friend, they reached out to me. But I want to give my life today to Jesus. Because I know, without a shadow of doubt, if I would leave today, and God forbid something happened, I know heaven won't be my home. And today I want to give my life to God. And I want heaven to be my home. And I want to give my heart to the Lord. If that's you this morning, lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. God bless 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 you. God sees those hands. God sees those hands. Or maybe you're here this morning and say, Pastor, I haven't been doing right. I, I'm, I've not been doing what God called me to do. I've been struggling. I've been battling. I've been immature. And I'm not letting God be God. Today I choose to do what God called me to do. If that's just lift up your hand, I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Hands are going up. Hands are going up. Hands are going through all through the place. Or maybe you're here too and say, Pastor, I need to get that boldness. I need to get that passion to share the gospel. I haven't been sharing the gospel like I should. I haven't been telling others about the Lord. I've been going through things and I've been battling stuff and I haven't been your mouthpiece, God. And today you're saying, I want to be the mouthpiece of God. I want God to use me. I do have power and I do can be used by God. If that's you today, I want you to lift up your hand. I want to pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God sees that hand. God sees those hands. If you're here today and you lifted up your hand for those things, I want you to come. 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 Step out by faith. Don't be embarrassed. Don't be ashamed. Come. Step out by faith. This is your time. Let God use you. Let God use you. Let God save you, deliver you, set you free. Let God empower you. Let God speak to you. Let God let you know it's not over. Greater things are ahead. Let God use you as a tool to reach others, to share the good news, to share the gospel. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, yes, oh God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Coming up. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We're going to pray. And we're going to say this corporate prayer together as a church. Repeat after me. Say, Jesus, wash me to precious blood. Forgive me of all my sins. Come into my heart and make me new. Thank you for forgiving me of all my sins. Lord, help me to be your mouthpiece, to reach others, to share the gospel, to not be ashamed, but to move in power and boldness in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a great clap offering.